0: And welcome to the Top Flight Podcast. We continue our Road to Moscow series. We're previewing all 32 nations competing in the 2018 World Cup. Ori Benatar here with Khaled Abdullah. Just uh ask you, Khaled, how you doing today?
1: Doing well. Uh, still a little nervous about Mohamed Salah, but uh, hoping for good news every day.
0: Right, yeah. Salah, very confident that he's probably going to be playing in the World Cup but at the time of recording this. It's way after the Champions League final, so Salah... Did get injured in that game. I think it's possible that we could see him maybe miss the first game against Uruguay, which might not be the worst thing because Egypt wasn't expected to win that game. But we'll see. I think if he plays in the Saudi Arabia-Russia games, Egypt should be able to win those ones comfortably. As today, we're not previewing Egypt. That one already came out with me and Khaled. If you want to listen to that, uh, check out the link to the podcast on our Facebook page, Twitter, or on Spreaker.com. But today we're previewing Morocco. The Atlas Lions are back in the World Cup for the first time since 1998. Qualifying through the African group that contained Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and Gabon, a very challenging group, but also contained the Ivory Coast. Morocco was able to qualify um, with a couple of late victories, beating Gabon and Morocco in the last two games of qualification. The Moroccans uh, haven't done too well in their World Cup history. They did make the round of sixteen in 1986. They've won two World Cup games in their history. They did get a win in 1998, the last time they were there. It's only the fifth time they've been in the World Cup, and they are in quite a group. They get to open up the tournament on day two in June on June 15th in Saint Petersburg against Iran, then play Ronaldo in Portugal on the 20th, and then they get to play Spain on the 25th. Tough, tough group for Morocco, huh? Yeah, I
1: mean, they kind of they have to uh, circle that that game against Iran as uh their most likely three points and
0: pray for a miracle from there on out. Yeah, basically, I mean, you're going to need a miracle for this Morocco team and I think third place, I mean, third place is likely going to be determined by that Morocco Iran game, but Morocco and Iran are kind of, you know, matchup sort of it's kind of a neutral game because Iran is so tough defensively and have some attacking talent in Sardar Azmoun. But you look at Morocco, and a majority of their talent is probably in the midfield and up front. Other than uh, Mady Benesha, the captain playing for Juventus, probably the best player historically for Morocco in this team. But attacking-wise, Morocco's got a lot of talent.
1: Yeah, so their their main playmaker is... Uh, so i got the names. Excuse me. I'm right sorry about this. Uh, I'm totally blanking.
0: <laughs> well, you've...
1: Uh, Hakim Zayesh, okay, uh, who go, plays yeah. for, for Ajax. Yeah, so, sorry about that. Uh, so he was really key for Ajax's Europa League run. Uh, as you recall last year, they lost to Manchester United in the final. Uh, so he's going to be their main uh, attacking outlet and their creative uh, midfielder. Uh, Khaled Butayeb, who plays up front, is going to be their strong finisher. Uh, he was excellent in qualifying. Uh, he plays in the turkish league which isn't the, the strongest of leagues but they do get a champions league place and it is you know considered a one of the, i guess the bigger european leagues so he's he's going to be their their primary uh goal scoring threat but if it's not working through uh the midfield through hakim then you know i don't see much other attacking talent in this squad
0: interesting i mean i I see some other talent i mean other than Ziyech and uh, butaib you also have nordin amrabat he's a pretty solid player he's got a lot of good skills pretty fast down the wing. And then you've got uh, Mbarak Busufa. He's a pretty good midfielder that can c- sort of clog in the middle there. Belhanda, Eunice Belhanda from Galatasaray. You also got Karim El-Ahmadi from Feyenoord. One player that is in the current squad might not make the World Cup squad, but is an interesting uh, youngster. 24-year-old Ayoub El-Kabi, 10 goals and 8 caps for Morocco. And then uh, Butaib's got 7 goals and 15 caps. So I see this Morocco team as uh, as you know, it's interesting. I mean it's very surprising that they got by in their group over the Ivory Coast and Gabon. But I don't think this Morocco team is the worst African team in this World Cup.
1: No, definitely not. I mean, they have some talent, um, and I think that they, they they're the type of team, especially guys like uh like Hara Butaib, who play better for their national team than they do their clubs. You know, he's almost like the Lucas Podolski type where he's not he's not a star at the club level but as soon as he puts on that national team shirt he becomes uh you know 10 times the player he is so you know they have they have that name recognition of Mehdi Benatia who uh you know is probably one of the, the few household names here uh but they also have Ashraf Hakimi for the Real Madrid fans uh who know him he plays at left back from Morocco even though he's more of a winger type and he is another creative outlet that allows them to play from the back so, like you said, they're they're probably not the worst African side here, uh, and they they will hopefully overperform. You know, they're greater than the sum of their parts. I should say that they play better in that Morocco shirt than they do for their their own clubs.
0: Yeah, Morocco had a, a phenomenal qualification campaign. They didn't concede a single goal in their qualifying group. But that Iran match is really the key. Second day of the tournament, June the 15th in Saint Petersburg again, Morocco against Iran. But what do you think is going to cancel out? I mean, which def- defense will perform a little bit better? Because Iran's got Sardar Azmoun, who also plays better in the national shirt. And then you have Morocco's attackers like Boutaïb and uh, Zayech, who also play better in the national shirt. So which defense probably has the the tougher task in that Morocco-Iran game?
1: Well, I think this is going to be probably the only match for either of these teams where they feel more comfortable playing uh, more open uh, than, you know, of course, versus Portugal or Spain. So I think this is going to be, again, the, that, that one match where both of these teams are going to circle it as their primary opportunity to get three points and not just sitting behind the, the ball and, and hoping for, for a draw or to, to steal one on the counter. So I think I, I do give the talent edge to Morocco. They do have more Moro- uh, more European-based players than Iran. Uh, a lot of these guys are you know french Moroccans, so they, they either play for the French League or have come up through the French leagues so they have more of that European pedigree that I think is gonna gonna come out on top.
0: Right. And I also just look at this group and think of just how Portugal performed in Euro twenty sixteen, how they finished third in the group and then obviously they qualified for the knockout phases, ended up winning the competition. But I think that Portugal Morocco game might be uh, one that people should say it's not just it could it might not just be a route ronaldo might not go out there and score three or four goals like a lot of people might think morocco could surprise because portugal plays defensively and morocco has some good creative talent that can get by you know older center backs like jose font and pepe so maybe does morocco have any i think morocco has a chance maybe to get a point in that portugal game or maybe even steal a win maybe i think i think it's possible
1: great point yeah you make a great point um that Portugal performance Euro 2016 wasn't, you know, it was it was great because of the result, but they didn't really impress in terms of, uh, you know, their attacking talent, especially considering some of the names they have, you know, the Ronaldo, the Nani's, uh you know. So it's possible. I mean, I don't see why not. If if Portugal continues that that style of, of sitting back and soaking up pressure and hoping that Ronaldo steals one, um, you know, it's definitely more likely that they beat Morocco, that they beat Portugal than they beat Spain.
0: Yeah, I think be, I think Spain is the task that is just impossible. I do think probably Portugal will beat Morocco, but I think there is a possibility that this Morocco team can maybe steal a point against Portugal. So let's move on to the prediction part of our podcast, how we do it on the previews. Colette, how many points maximum can Morocco get in this group, and do they have any chance of making it to the knockout phase?
1: I say four points. Uh, probably a win against Iran, who may be the worst team in the in the in the tournament, other than probably Saudi Arabia. Uh, I'd probably have four max. A win against Iran, maybe a draw against Portugal, and uh, a route against uh, or you know a route to uh, to Spain.
0: I'd say four is the max too, but. I don't think Iran is one of the worst teams in this World Cup. I actually think this is going to be one of their better tournaments. I think Iran could even beat Morocco if Sardar Osmond comes up and you know performs really well in that first game. I mean, Iran was one of the best Asian teams in qualifying, whereas Morocco was one of the shockers of Africa. Again, Africa only has one team from the 2014 World Cup that re-qualified for this World Cup in Nigeria. The rest of the teams that had made it, like Algeria, the Ivory Coast... All these teams that were also favored in their groups, like Democratic Republic of the Congo, Gabon, didn't get to the World Cup. So I think that Morocco has a chance to win that Iran game, but I I could see this as a 1-1 draw, or I could see it maybe as a 2-0 Iran win. That game could really go either way. Maximum four points for Morocco. I don't think there's any chance they get by in this group. I think Spain's going to finish in first. Portugal's probably going to finish in second. But I think Morocco will be uh, one of the one of the fun teams to watch. They have some players that are very interesting to watch for sure.
1: Yeah, the thing with with African qualifying is there's always a lot of extraneous factors other than just you know the teams on the field. Uh, the federations are, aren't always the best run. You know, players don't always want to show up for their national teams for logistical reasons or or so on. So. As we've seen with with Egypt, who has been you know one of the better African teams over the past two decades, they still they haven't qualified for the World Cup because of other reasons than you know play on the field. So, I feel like the Asian qualifying groups are a little more uh, predictable. You know, Iran usually makes the World Cup, Japan, uh, South Korea. So we don't get as many surprises there as we do. Uh, When it comes to the African qualifiers, so Morocco is a pleasant surprise. Like you said, they do have some names that uh, Some casual fans will recognize and the more hardcore uh, European fans will recognize so uh, they should be an interesting an interesting watch
0: Yeah, last point here before we uh, call it a day here for a Morocco preview I totally agree with you with you know the randomness of Africa But I think the main reason of that is because of the inconsistency of how the qualification works for example For Brazil 2014, it was a two-leg playoff. You had five matchups between two teams, and that's how they decided qualification. So Egypt was stuck playing Ghana in their matchup, and Ghana qualified, whereas for qualification for this World Cup, same amount of teams, mind you. They They had five groups of four, and Morocco got to play Mali twice, and then had some miraculous victories over Gabon and the Ivory Coast to make the World Cup, so... That's just one message for the CAF, if you're if you're listening to this, if you are, um, that try to make your qualifying a little bit more consistent. I do love seeing African teams succeed in the World Cup. Obviously, we've never seen one make the semifinals. The closest we got was probably when Ghana should have beaten Uruguay in South Africa 2010, and Gyan missed that penalty. But the randomness up... That was, that was quite a shame. Yeah, that that was one of the most emotional, emotional soccer games I've ever seen. I think I actually teared up a little bit for him, because that was just hard. But yeah, the randomness of Africa, I think they just need to find more of a consistency in their format of qualification. But they've also added some countries in recent years. You know, South Sudan is probably going to have a team very shortly. So just, just an observation, but it's nice to have a new team in the World Cup in Morocco, Some a team we have not seen since 1998. So, uh, Khaled, thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate
0: it. All right. So for Khaled Abdallah, I am Ori Benatar. That is our Morocco preview. The Atlas Lions open up their World Cup campaign on June the 15th against Iran in Group B. That will be in St. Petersburg. Make sure to continue listening to all of our World Cup previews as our road to Moscow rolls along on the Top Flight podcast.